0: Uh, No Mighty Ducks this week, Dustin We will talk about it at a future time Fine Fine.
1: Uh, I mean, you can always just start talking about it
0: You could You never know (laughs) Again, the the rundown is for You know In theory to keep us us It's a suggestion I just can't (laughs) control
2: where my mouth goes (laughs) Mighty dicks (laughs) (laughs) Exactly Well, there
0: we go Welcome to Pajiba, the Pajiba Television Podcast. I'm Pajiba Comedy Editor Dan Hamamura. Uh, with me, as always, are Pajiba TV editor Tori Preston. Hello, Dan. Hello, Tori. And uh, he's a real fun guy, Dustin Rolls. <laughs> You're welcome. And by that, I mean he is a mushroom, not
1: fun, guy, Humorous
0: or entertaining.
1: Oh, right. No, no. Yeah.
2: No,
0: I immediately had to take a drink of my uh, Hirsch American whiskey. Which, uh, Hirsch
2: uh, American whiskey?
0: Yeah, this is the one that I read about a couple weeks ago, and then uh, J.S. Uh, shouted, "J.S. gave us like the the history of." Oh, of well, that's right. Founder. That's right. Yes. Uh, um, and uh, yeah, I just I just need to get something simple. Out of the uh, magical whiskey cabinet, uh, so that gets us right into what's everyone drinking? No, no pleasantries apparently. No, I'm I'm just burning us through. Um,
1: yeah, we gotta move, but, uh, move, move.
0: Exactly. There's have... so much TV to talk about.
1: Oh man, uh, I I'm drinking. I just finished my bottle of the Rocks Terramana tequila. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I will never purchase again until Randall Park shows back up on that show. Oh, um, he did last oh, week. God damn it! Oh, now so, I got to get another bottle. Uh, <laughs> um, well, thanks, guys. You need
0: no. You can you can hold out for Randall Parks. Uh, feels like a rosé. That sounds. Is that wrong? Eh, it could
1: be a rosé. Yeah. I I would say he needs his own. He should have a competing tequila and also a spinoff sitcom. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so yeah, I, 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 have made it into a cocktail that I am drinking and let's hope it lasts for the entire podcast. Cause I, as I mentioned, I just finished the bottle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. I mean, nothing, nothing worse than if you accidentally sober up by the end, uh, oh, Dustin, what, <laughs> Dustin, what about you?
2: Uh, it is Passover and, uh, on Passover, I don't, you know, you're not, you're not allowed to have bread. Or um, you know pork, and you can't combine uh, chicken and cheese. It's been very difficult. The uh, the rules on alcohol are confusing. You're supposed to drink kosher wine, and they didn't have any kosher wine. I went because it's Passover, so it's all gone. But uh, so I'm drinking a, a, a margarita because it's made of tequila, and tequila is not. Um, made from bar root barley or any it's made right. from it's not made from anything that's wrong.
0: Okay.
2: But it also has not been blessed. Seth is laughing. I don't know <laughs> why.
1: I mean have Seth bless it. Hey,
2: he's uh, Seth is blessing it now, yes. There, <laughs> Thank you <go>. you. <laughs> well, there we go. It's official. And now my margarita is uh kosher.
1: There you go. See, I'm having a Paloma. You're having a margarita. It's a it's a tequila week. I'm sure this is going to end well.
2: well. Yeah, the <laughs> problem with margaritas is that I love them.
1: And you also haven't been able to eat bread, so you have nothing to really oh, soak it up. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. All these nuts aren't going to do much.
0: <laughs> Phrasing, Sorry. Dustin. That's going on a T-shirt. Please. All right. Well, uh, yeah, There's there's no coming back from that. No. Nope. Uh, this week on the show, we will talk about uh, Invincible, the new Amazon animated series that has every actor that you love. Um, and it was was co-created by uh, Robert Kirkman, where um, it's based on his comic. I don't know actually how involved he is. We'll get into it. He's um, very involved. Okay. We'll get and into it. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode two. Uh, and uh, Tori and Dustin will they got to get a sneak preview of Made for Love, which when you're hearing this, I think will just be premiering on HBO Max. So I'm excited to hear about that because uh, I was not uh, invited to South by Southwest. <laughs> Jesus, some <people>. Dan, so <laughs> I'm kidding, but first, uh, no, I had, I had a, I'm mostly kidding, I'm like half kidding. Uh, I had a brief thought that I wanted to share with Dustin because I think that this is up his... I wanted to see if this theory holds with him as he is the expert in these two shows. Uh, so Superstore ended uh, this past Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, six seasons, about 100-something episodes. Um, and it was... it's It was a really good show, but never quite... Uh, Never, never quite like it, it was one of those shows that kind of always flew a little under the radar like it was never talk, it was rarely talked about as like oh the you know the great sitcom or the best sitcom you know on TV right now um but it's uh I, I think it's it's a really good show that, that balanced kind of you know goofy sitcom hijinks with uh you know tackling some more realistic issues specifically in their case um you know the the dark side of working retail for a giant conglomerate. Um, they did a lot of storylines with uh, one of the characters, uh, Mateo, who was an an undocumented immigrant. So they they did a lot of stories with that. And uh, after watching the finale last week, which was lovely, uh, I kind of had this thought that Superstore kind of feels to me like this uh, generation of for this generation of sitcoms it's kind of like the scrubs where it's like people the people who know love it but not that many people have seen it um, relatively Compa- like it's not a giant hit right but it's it's successful it's kind of left to do whatever they whatever they do you know um, but it's never the star of the you know of the comedy block um, but uh but you know but I think that you know over the It's you know people will kind of remember it as uh, better than it was given credit for at the time, and uh, and it'll have like a a a long you know life as a as a show that people are like oh you should check this out it's really good it turns out even (laughs) though you know it wasn't it wasn't a giant hit uh, in its time
2: yeah I think it's gonna be like a huge sort of streaming thing in ten years (laughs) like I, I guess like Scrubs. But yep. yeah, I agree with that. And Scrubs, Scrubs was much, much bigger because, just ratings wise, because things are relative. Because, like, its second season, Scrubs was doing like 15, 16 million. But right. relative to the other shows at the time.
0: Right, but Scrubs was never a hit within, like, right. the. Like, compared to other shows at the time.
2: Yeah, it would bounced around from yeah. night to night, Tuesdays, Thursdays.
0: Yeah, which is weird to say about a show that went nine years, right. yeah. but but yeah, it was it was never like the number one show, uh, you know, in, a, in its time slot or in in the comedy block or whatever. They would just kind of move it around as they needed to.
2: But right. now I can't remember. It started on NBC and then went to ABC in that final season,
0: right? Uh, I believe the last two years
2: was on ABC. Um, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it depends on if you count the intern season as. Uh, As an official season. I do. (laughs) Okay, then yes, the final two years.
2: And I think it was, at one point, it was part of the must-see Thursday with, like, The Office and 30 Rock.
0: Yeah, I think so.
2: (laughs) And uh, My Name is Earl. Which is a great show, too. But it's not a show that's catching on anymore.
0: Yeah, that's a show that, I mean, I kind of forget about it until people mention it. I'm like, oh, yeah, My Name is Earl. I really like that show. It's a
2: really good show, but it's not a show that... People discover on streaming anymore.
0: Is that available on streaming?
2: <laughs> uh, yes.
0: Peacock, maybe.
2: I don't no. remember because I I did watch a few episodes because I wrote about it a while ago. Because the my name is Earl actually was resp- was the bigger show and was responsible for sort of launching The Office, and then The Office eventually overtook it.
1: Yeah, my name is Earl. When it first came out,
2: was it was huge. Yeah, huge. Yeah, but
1: it petered out in like a season or two. Like it oh, kept yeah. going, but I feel like the buzz around it—it it was like the biggest thing—and then nobody talked about it.
2: Well, you know, so, some shows have really uh, those premises—you know, strong premise—but they let it go quickly, and then it becomes like the premise is just used to launch it. But with right. my name is Earl, the premise was the show, and that premise got tired real quick.
0: Yeah. But, man, it was
2: fun for a while.
0: But, you know, it gave it a nice episode yeah, of the week yeah. kind of quality. Um, and uh, it's on Hulu. So uh, you can catch My Name is Earl on Hulu. Crabman. Crabman. So <laughs> Crab uh, Ethan play before he, did he lose weight? I feel like he lost yes, weight. Yes,
2: a ton, uh, yeah.
0: Before he lost weight, uh, Jason Lee being Jason Lee. Jamie Presley. Uh, yeah, it's a good show.
2: What happened to Jamie and, Presley? Uh,
0: she's been in stuff, right? I feel like she was in shows.
2: Um, maybe, I don't know. Uh,
0: let's see. Jamie Presley, what has she shown up in recently? She was on Mom for 120 episodes. Good God. <laughs> Ouch. So there you go. That's where Jamie Presley's been. Huh. She's been on Mom. Well, good for uh, her. All right. Yeah, good for her. Uh, which also ended this year, or is ending,
2: um, is well, ending. Yeah. That makes sense. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> why
1: mom, does that make sense? Yeah, because mom left
2: the, the, the like because the lead left the show. Anna Faris left the show. Yeah, that's true.
0: Many you are saying that Alison Janney can't carry a show by herself. Is that what you're saying, Dustin? I, I am saying that. Who
2: was the mom? Was Alison Janney the mom or she, Anna Faris she, the mom? She, 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 or they whatever. were both moms. I know, but yeah. who's the title mom?
1: Well, that's both the question.
0: <laughs> Mona.
2: Seth is looking at me like I'm an idiot because I don't know <laughs> which one was the title mom.
1: <laughs> I don't know that mo-
0: <laughs> Both of them were the title mom. Yeah. That, was the, that was the fun of the premise. It's like she's Anna Faris' struggling mom, but so is Allison Janney, who is her mom and still never figured it out. Anyway, uh, Made for Love, so this is a new show for HBO Max, yes. uh, and I have not seen it because I did not get press access to some <laughs> things, because that's not a, that's, it's fine, it's not, look, it's, all, we all have our roles, and that's not my role, and I understand that, uh, so Tori and Dustin are going to let us know about this new show, which all I know is something about tech, and Kristen Milioti uh, who uh, I definitely want to see leading a show, so I'm excited. Uh, take honestly, it away.
2: The, most, the thing that I remember most, and I don't remember it that well, because <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks, and I think I was sleepy when I watched it, I remember uh, Kristen Malati at the end of the episode walking in, and her dad, played by Ray Romano, sleeping with a blow-up doll.
1: Okay, maybe that's not where we start.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but why? Also, spoilers. Uh, because I remember specifically thinking, I'm not that interested in the show, and then that happened, and then I was like, oh, oh, maybe I am interested in the show.
0: Okay, let's, let's... Oh, so so the Ray Romano having sex with a blow-up doll is what got you interested. I that's think it was the hook Ray of Romano. the pilot.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it is Ray Romano. Uh, that's That is the... I wouldn't call it a cliffhanger, but th- <laughs> that is the lingering note that will drive you into the next episode, which uh, we-, we wanted to kind of touch on it real quickly because, yeah, uh, HBO Max is going to debut it on April 1st, but they're launching with the first three episodes. Um, people who attended South by Southwest only got to see the first episode. So there are some reviews out there, and we kind of wanted to document our thoughts so that... Uh, when we watch three episodes, maybe maybe our opinions of the show will have changed. Um, yeah, Dustin. Now you're saying you don't remember it. When we first watched it, you said you did not like it.
2: <laughs> oh I, no, no, I specifically remember not liking it very much. Right. So except for that.
1: Except for that moment. So
2: do you remember why? I remember that it was that I didn't like it for the same reason that I did not like devs. But, it was just, but also that it was a very Tory show.
1: Okay, well now I'm just insulted.
0: That sounds <laughs> well, like a personal attack. That,
1: <laughs> I That's, that is, me. I take that personally. You uh,
0: literally wait, just said so, it was a Tory show.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I will say it was written by the guy that wrote Maniac, and it's that, sh- it's that kind of show, too.
1: Oh, God, yeah, I did kind of like that. Um, so, <laughs> all right, it's based on a, a graphic novel, or, yeah, I believe so, Um And so the premise is, uh, and like you're saying, it it does have some connections to devs. It's not quite as, I would say it's not as cerebral in terms of kind of these grandiose questions of our, our... I don't even remember what Devs was about anymore. Anyway, but uh, it's not calling into question
0: I don't think the nature. Does. Yeah,
1: it's not. It's not doubting the the. It was question.
0: using quantum computing to predict the future. Guys.
1: Right. It's not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It is not about the structure of reality. Um, right. The show is very. Basically, Kristen Milioti plays a woman named uh, Hazel. Uh, I believe. Yeah, Hazel Green. Um, she is married to. <laughs> uh, uh, a guy who named byron Gogol, uh who's played by Billy Magnuson, and imagine that Google is instead it, it's he's basically he would be the head of google he's like the the singular CEO tech genius, the Steve Jobs but of a more of of Google um, and then and his name
0: is Google is
1: Google yes All right. yeah yeah no they're not subtle uh, and <laughs> his next And so they've been married for a while. Uh, They live in this compound that's both like a Gogol hub, but also their house, maybe, and it's completely secluded in the middle of the desert. Uh, And she it seems like she hasn't had any access off campus for quite a while. Um, And he's he's getting ready to launch his next big uh, product, which is what they're calling Made for Love, and it's going to be a... uh, A computer chip that partners, romantic partners, would would place in each other's brains to essentially sync their minds so you truly can become one. Which, I mean, like, that is the least subtle dystopian whatever you could possibly (laughs) imagine. Like, I mean, just right, like, you don't need a show to show why that's a bad idea. Like, that sounds awful. (laughs) Right. <laughs> like, like that's just terrible. Uh, so the twist of the show is that like uh, he he announces that they're gonna debut it and and that uh, he and Hazel will be the the first users of this new technology. And she is not happy about this. Uh, it also seems like there are some bugs in the technology. It doesn't really work. Uh, and she decides to escape. So she flees this compound uh, and goes on the run, only to find out that. That he had already secretly implanted the chip in her uh, and one of the, the issues with the chip is that uh, why it doesn't really work is that at the moment it's only a one way street it's essentially a spy cam, so she is not synced to him he is synced to her and he can see everything that she sees okay. so he knows when she's lying so she's now on the run and he can literally just see through her eyes um, and know where she is at all times so that's where the show kind of that's now, like, end of the first episode, she is on the run, she now finds out that the Chip is already in her, and he can... He knows where she is, and she goes to her father, who is, as Dustin mentioned, Ray Romano, who is in bed with an inflatable doll. (laughs) Uh, It is... I don't... I think the show has... Potential, maybe because, as Dustin mentioned, it's more of a Tory show. I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, I will say um, whether the show is good or bad. Krista Miliati is wonderful in it, as she I really tends agree with that. Yes. as she tends to be, in it. and I think that's maybe why I'm excited because right. I just like having her really have a vehicle that is all about her. Like there is no. She is the main character. She is everything in it. And things go awry, and you just, you just side with her. Like, nobody does kind of panicked, flighty, angry, all of it the way that she does. So yeah. um, I'm enjoying it so far. Uh, maybe that will... I mean, I hope it doesn't turn into a devs where you, where you get really excited, and then in the end you're just like, what did I just watch? <laughs> Um, but it, it definitely seems like it will not be quite as up its own butt as dev's um, yeah. its premise is just so
2: but right? maniac was pretty up its own butt wasn 't it yeah it was yeah yeah I, that's
1: it. Right. I, I mean visually I liked it maniac was maniac was fine um, I enjoyed it enough i I think this one has a potential if they lean more into the comedy and rather like because I just again I think that the tech the t- the tech question of the premise is not that interesting. It's obviously terrible, and I, right. I don't know how how far you can go if you're just trying to explore why having a mind meld with your lover is a bad idea because it is. Right. Um, mystery is a good thing. <laughs> like what what's wrong with trust? Um, right. You know. So I I feel like if they lean more into her character and and maybe the the comedy and the action elements as opposed to some sort of grand, you know, exploration of technological dystopia. I don't know. It, yeah, I'm right. I'm waiting to see which way it it falls.
0: And that that sounds like the, um, I mean, like a lot of the stuff that e- even the, despite the fact that I, I did probably overall like devs, but yeah, the um, the thing that was missing was that it was it was very tough to, uh to connect with the characters. And so, because it was so heavy on the the science and tech of it.
1: Right, um, and the philosophy that, of it, yeah. Yeah,
0: in, in a way that, that felt, um, yeah, like it was, it's not that it wasn't interesting, it's just for a TV show, ideally you want to root for somebody.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit antiseptic. Like it
0: was,
1: yeah. it was, yeah, same thing. I, I found it interesting, you know, uh, intellectually, I was not ever right. I wouldn't say I was ever necessarily Emotionally invested Right. Um, and this may be the opposite Where it, it is Intellectually hollow uh, But emotionally uh, I'm, I'm hoping I will be Continue to be invested Right um, And if nothing else, I hope Krista Miliati has a ball Because she deserves it
2: <laughs> I agree with that
1: <laughs> I'm glad we could agree on something, Dustin. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll check in after the you know, maybe next week when a few more episodes have come out and we'll continue to have a fight to the death over whether this is a good show or not.
0: Yeah, cuz by then awesome we will we will have uh 3 episodes available, right? Right.
1: And we will be able to make up our minds with a surety and nothing that comes after <sighs> that will possibly shake our opinions.
0: Right. Um The uh, well, my brain just stopped working, so that's that's where I'm. We're only
1: halfway through the show.
0: I know that's uh, Dustin. How dare you? First of all, all right. Um,
1: Were you trying to come up with a transition, or did you have? I was
0: trying to come up with a transition, and it had something to do with uh, how we will have had as many episodes as Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, that's um, Mm true-ish. Which. No, it is true. By then. By then. I mean, yeah, by you know, the by time we week. talk, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, let's go with that.
2: Okay. But since it's, it's a transition, you have to explain, is it really a good one?
1: Oh, wait. I have a, can, I have a, can I propose an alternate transition?
0: Uh, oh, yes, please.
1: Uh, speaking of being emotionally invested in your character's journeys, can Ooh. we please talk about how the Falcon and the Winter Soldier finally met and took a tumble in the weeds this week?
2: <laughs> good, 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 good,
1: good, What? What? My,
2: no, no, that was my Popeye laugh.
0: That was his Popeye. <laughs> yeah.
1: um,
0: by the way, Dustin, Popeye. I don't know if you noticed, but someone, I, I'm blanking on who it was in the comments last week, but someone said, oh, thank God, someone else thought he looked like Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I wasn't good. the only one. So, congratulations <laughs> to you, Dustin, for making other people feel seen. Um <laughs> Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode two. Uh, Obviously, we will probably be talking about this every week. It seems. Um, I I was kind like I feel like people really love this show, and I think it's good, and it's impressive what they're doing. <laughs> but it's no but, Mandalorian. Uh, but
2: I like sex. But it's no. nice.
0: <laughs> I enjoy
2: it. But but <laughs>
0: I I was a little um. What's the way to put it? Like it it felt like there were certain things that just kind of happened just because they had to happen. Yeah. Um, like, as an example, uh, when um, Bucky first shows up to see uh, Sam, it just kind of happens, and that's fine. Like, it's not that's a... That's true. I it, thought it, I it might miss like, something. It wasn't like a... Yeah, it felt like I was missing a scene. Right. And it's just like, oh, he's here, and now they're having banter, and the banter's fun, but then, like, now... It, like, there was no... Um, after spending a whole episode... Uh, you know, keeping them very clearly apart and just right. setting up, you know, where they are in their lives. That it's just like, nope they they have to meet now, so they're going to meet now, and we're not going to worry about you know the what what led to that moment. Well, yeah, he he
1: shows up to talk to yell at Sam right. because of like because he clearly gave away the shield because now right. there's the new Captain America, but like. That, like all he had to do was answer one of Sam's phone calls like yeah I would I right. would agree <laughs> like it just felt like a you know oh no they're gonna have that conversation in person because it's time for them to meet
0: <laughs> right like they had, they had built like off of those missed uh not him not answering the phone calls they had built all of this emotional uh you know baggage between them right that is just kind of, like that's keeping them apart but it it wasn't there was no bridge across it it was just like oh now we're on the other side of that bridge um how do we get across the bridge i don't know but it's fine um cap shield right but it also didn't bother me so I don't know. It's, it was it was fine um yeah i think part of it is that i really like uh uh listeners of this podcast know that i am a fan of white russell uh mm-hmm, done mm-hmm. on lodge 49 and uh it, yeah, I mean, Tori, Tor, we we talked about it earlier, but I like I like that that they like he had like a real moment, and like you get the you get this moment of him being like, oh, maybe this guy is like complex and and interesting, and like, you know, is really struggling under the weight of like what it means to be Captain America. Yeah,
1: like he means well, and he's sincere, right. and like right. you know, maybe he's not just a total d bag. <laughs>
0: Right, and then he's a total d
1: Right, yeah, it's like they give you this this glimmer of like, oh, like no, right. maybe maybe he will surprise you, and then just immediately like, never mind, <laughs> like right. he sucks. But
0: <laughs> but they did the flip of that with the flag smashers, where they oh, are yeah. you know set up as our bad guys, but right. then like we get a couple moments with them where it's like, oh, well, you know, maybe they have some good ideas, uh, you know, misguided, e- even if they're misguided, and you know. Hurting people, but right. Um, you know they they do have they do have an intent that is noble on some level. Yeah, and they're so, very
2: compelling. Yeah, and, and and Wyatt Russell is probably my favorite thing about the series. Not that I like the character, but I enjoy not liking him.
1: He's very punchable.
2: Yes, incredibly so. Yeah, and and I keep waiting <laughs> to find out how bad he is or if he's just going to be a douchebag. I feel like there's got to be something else going on.
1: I feel like he will continue to be a douchebag. I think that the problem, it's not that, I don't think it's going to be like a Hydra reveal style, like, oh my God, he was not who you thought. I think it's more that he is exactly who you think. And that will lead him to make like a truly terrible decision.
0: Mm. Right. Like what, he, what he's he... the he's a systemic douchebag. Right. Like like it's it's the perfect like of course he's the next captain because he has to be, because he's perfect and has look and like, you know, meaning he's white. yes. Um, <laughs> and
2: he's uh, Kurt Russell's but, son, therefore obviously. Right. Obviously. Right.
0: But and Goldie Hahn. Let's not right, so so pair. Don't forget. Uh, but the uh, but yeah but but that that of course he's going to be put in this situation and of course you know like the the well-meaning even even though he I think that like the the fun of it is that in that first scene it shows that he is genuinely well-meaning but he's going to be corrupted by this between the power and the um, the symbol and like you know starting to believe having you know probably by necessity having to believe his own hype that he right. will then, you know, do something horrible because because it's too much. You can't you can't you can't do it. You know you can't fight all of that uh, raw power at your fingertips <laughs> unless unless you're you know the uh, Chris Evans Captain.
1: America. Well, and I think I, yeah, and I think you're going to end up with the you know he 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 does mean well, but you have that thing of you know might makes right. right. So is he going to be like the thing about Captain America was what made him what made him cap was that he always wanted to do the good thing. It had nothing to do with his title. That was what made him worthy of that kind of position. And that's what he saw in Sam. And that's what, you know, and so this is, you know, I think they're setting up like, what is the opposite of that? It is the guy Mm -hmm. who takes it and thinks that that means you, because he has been bestowed this mantle, that means that whatever he decides is right. right. Um, and he's he yo he's he's gonna he's gonna screw something up.
2: Like, he's gonna... What was the name of his uh, his uh, partner? Battlestar?
1: Yeah, I think something. it was Battlestar.
2: <laughs> yes, so yeah. that was bad.
1: That was that was not good. Not good. Um, see, I'm still Wait, in it for. Can you
2: remind me again what his his name in the comics is? Like Captain Major or something? I don't know. You, you...
1: Uh, John Walker. I, I believe
0: them. John Walker.
2: Oh, is, U.S. U.S. Uh, US agent. Yeah. yeah. U.S. agent.
1: Yes. So that character becomes Captain America and then realizes he is not Cause a he, Captain America because <laughs> he
2: looks like US, uh, U.S. agent.
1: Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, that is exactly what happens. Um, and 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 he is kind of the the more gun guns ablaze kind of. Um, more modern idea of a patriot, but the guy who takes patriotism to an extreme that where it loses its meaning. Right. Um, And so, and I think that's something that they've done kind of well with uh, like this, the Steve Rogers in the movies is that, you know, he is a symbol for America in the beginning but when he wakes back up, and it's been seventy years, and and the country is a very different place than when he left it, and 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 right and wrong isn't as clear. He it's not about being a patriot. It's about you know doing you know continuing to do what he thinks is right. And now you have this guy who is very much a patriot. Um, right. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm still in it for... I think I was more interested in the, this episode because we got the the stuff between Sam and Bucky and they continue to be amusing to me. Yep. Uh, so I was more invested. But I agree. I'm like, I think it's a good show. I'm not as... Wow. Like, there's not as much in it that kind of makes me think. Like, I watch the episode. I'm like, that's cool. And then I move on. Like, it doesn't... Right. I feel very, like, WandaVision biased, but I'm like, I spent more time thinking about WandaVision and being more invested in WandaVision. Right.
0: I, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of what I was finding impressive was, like, oh, my God, this looks like a Marvel movie. Yeah. Like, it, it was, like, the scope of it and the, the, for lack of a better term, like, the, the seeing the, uh, the cost of it on screen. Yeah. Um, that was very impressive to me. In, in a way that um, not that WandaVision to look cheap because yeah. it obviously right. not but, but this definitely because that was formally different and structurally different like this feels much more like, like a traditional Marvel movie
1: but that also leads to where I think it is a little awkward for me because the episodic it still is broken into these episodes and that feels completely arbitrary mm-hmm. like where they they cut things off Right. Um I don't know. Like it's not a problem. It's just yeah. Um I will yeah. say I was re- I've been rewatching the Marvel movies and I rewatched Civil War mm-hmm. and which is the one where you first get the like Sam and Bucky um interactions. And right. there's literally just two moments. It's the like in the car like will you move your seat up? No. And then when they're fighting with uh Spider-Man and he's like and they both like kind of get their butt's kicked, and they're laying there. <laughs> it's just Sam, like, I hate you to Bucky. <laughs> and But literally, like, these, these tiny, those two tiny moments of dialogue right. are all it took for, like, the idea of the two of them being an interesting pair to take hold, and now we have a whole show based around them bickering.
0: Right. That's like if, if they had done a show, instead of it being Falcon and Winter Soldier, it had been uh, uh, Rocket... And the Winter Soldier, because of that one moment in uh, Endgame where Bucky is like shooting a gun and holding up Rocket Raccoon, and he's also shooting a gun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which I would watch that show. <laughs> I would watch that
1: show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, can I say I've never seen Civil War? God damn it, is that, Dan! Is that the, wrong? The, I, I, also seen, uh, I also haven't seen. I also haven't seen the Second Avengers. So uh I both what, of the T V oh, shows April. I don't actually know like <laughs> the main backstory.
1: You should probably watch both of them. They're on Disney
0: <laughs> I'm sure they are. And like good. Other,
2: very good.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. That's what I hear. But you know, who has time for movies? Civil oh. War is fantastic, just yeah. And you so mean, I hear the, I'm not the
2: guy that watches these things
0: But but I love but, but I'm enjoying this despite the fact that I don't know the backstory.
1: Yeah. I would no. I, I think it's inter- I think Civil War is interesting because it, it's 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 got so many characters in it, but it also, it is an excellent introduction to Black Panther and Spider-Man. Mm. Like, that is the movie where the two yes. those two iterations are introduced for the first time in the middle right. of this, like, movie that has nothing to do with them. And they end right. up being really, like, I mean, especially Black Panther, but they're very solid character inter- introductions
0: in the midst of all this other stuff. Right. But, I mean, I've seen Black Panther and I've seen the Spider-Man movies.
1: I know, so. but, like, it's just... It, isn't it interesting to see how, Whatever. It's fine. Dan, Dan, you do you. You do you.
0: I have a... It's, it's, it's very... There's no rhyme or reason to it. Did it's I not mention
1: Sam and Bucky bickering twice?
0: <laughs> well, I've seen them bickering and uh, landing on, on top of one another, uh, rolling in a field. So what else? And uh, arguing in front of a couples counselor, uh, kind of at random which was also weird, but I, I mean, I didn't care cause I was like, Oh good. This is the scene where they, uh, it feels like couples counseling, but
1: it is very much. And I, I do understand the kind of complaints around like, this is just Marvel queer baiting. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> like they're asking you to like romanticize these two characters who are clearly never going to actually hook up. And so if they're never going to actually hook up, what is the point?
2: Right. Um, I um I still really appreciate that uh, it's tackling race, but I'm also annoyed by how unsubtle it is. But then you also remember how unsubtle racism in America is, so it's sort of like yeah.
0: Yeah. The only thing about the 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 lack of subtlety that I was um curious about, I guess is the way to put it, because it wasn't like negative. It was just the um, so there's a scene. Uh, there are a couple of scenes that that are very explicit about race in America, which you know work within the confines of, of the uh, of the episode and within the Marvel universe. Um, but the uh, the one where where the cops kind of like show up,
1: yeah, and like they're
0: out on the street. Um, it wasn't actually the the way that the cops treated Sam that was weird to me, because that was like I mean, it was not subtle, but also like right, Dustin, like right. you said, it's it's not America's not settled. Yeah. Um, the part that was weird to me was the transition from them realizing who Sam is to then saying like, oh, you're Bucky, there's a warrant out for your arrest. Like, that piece of it was like, I, I wanted a little bit more in that transition because it was weird that they come in and then, you know, because they're going to profile sam basically but then they they only turn their attention to bucky when they need to turn their attention to bucky rather than like um i I don't know It, it it felt like there was something missing there like i felt like there was something missing there that um i wouldn't have minded there being like a like it felt like there should be like a like the like, Oh my god, you're Sam. Oh my god, you're Bucky and then like them like enjoying almost like the cops enjoying that moment for a second before they realize, Oh wait, Bucky, there's a right, right, yeah. there's a warrant yeah. after your arrest. Like it, it wouldn't have been a lot, but anyway, that's something. in my head that was that was the one thing I was like, I, I feel like that maybe there was something there that's missing and maybe but again, it it worked fundamentally, so
1: yeah. I'm, so I mean, the other. So that scene comes after they, and this is kind of the probably the other big moment in this. Um, after mm-hmm. they go to talk to a previous a, a, a previously unknown um, super soldier, right? Um, named Isaiah Isaiah Bradley, and so they go to his his house, and he's an older black man who is, uh, and and they kind of want to that Bucky had had run into. Back when he was the Winter Soldier, and uh, and kind of was hoping he would have information about um, because he became obviously became a super soldier after uh, Bucky and after Steve, um, right. and so maybe he might remember something that could lead them to how uh, the Flag Smashers ended up with the drugs to become super soldiers. You know, what whatever program or you know could have been operating to have that happen. Uh, and he, like, is unwilling to talk to them. Um, and, and rightly so. Like, he's, uh, but he, he's in this house with, I think his, it's his grandson, right?
0: Uh, I believe that's right. Son
1: or grandson. Um, so this is, I, I just want to mention this. I think that they're very, they don't mention it, obviously, like, but they, they're kind of setting the stage for another, um team up that's called, like from the comics there's the Young Avengers Uh, and we've already met two of them, so the twins in WandaVision um, Mm -hmm. become members of the team, they're called Wiccan and Speedster Right. and there's I think he's called like Young Patriot or whatever but it's Eli Bradley, the grandson of Isaiah, who you see that character is in the house Um, And we know that in the upcoming Hawkeye show, um, they've already cast uh, Haley Steinfeld Mm -hmm. uh, as Kate Bishop, who's the female Hawkeye. Um, She's a young Avenger. And Cassie Lang, Scott Lang's daughter, is another member of the team. And so if you consider the time jump from the blip and everything like that, it's possible that by the time we see her, she is a teenager. So, I'm not saying that Marvel's doing that, but they've, (laughs) they've, in a very short order, introduced all of the parts to do a Young Avengers. So Um, that
0: would mean that they would have, at this point, they've introduced, I mean, when the uh, the Hawkeye show premieres, they will have introduced four of them? Is that right?
1: Well, five.
0: Oh, five, sorry.
1: She would be the fifth. Uh, It's a little awkward because... So um, Hawkeye
2: is going, you think, going to be like a, a Young Avengers sort of no. thing?
1: No, 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 no. Hawkeye is based on a very specific comic that actually uh, picks up Kate Bishop after, um, in the comics, like after the Young Avengers series, but uh, okay. that, in terms of the MCU, um, that is the first time we're, we're meeting that character. So I'm right. saying they might be reverse-engineering it, where they're, they're seeding these characters across different properties and then have it be, form its own team-up down the right. line. I see. Um, Yeah. No, I mean, the, the Hawkeye show is based on, like, this one very specific run in the comics that is about Clint Barton as, like, a landlord in Bushwick <laughs> and, and Kate Bishop is also hanging around and it's, like, the two of them arguing about who's a better Hawkeye. And she, she is. She's the better Hawkeye.
2: And he dies, <laughs> tragically?
1: He doesn't, unfortunately. Oh. But again, like I said, she is better.
2: <laughs> so he just retires because no, he, he recognizes just... defeat. There no. are two
0: Hawkeyes.
2: That's maybe. no good. Nobody wants or two Or he can,
0: he can go back to being his, uh, what was the one that they, they hinted at uh, in uh, Endgame oh, Ronan? Ronin? Ronan. Oh, yeah. Jesus. You can go back to anything per- but that per- appropriating Japanese stuff, <laughs> um, killing your uh, arioso. Wait, <laughs> what is the name of did this? Just you just reminded me of this because I've seen like you know random stills on Twitter. What's the name of the dog that everyone was very excited uh, about?
1: Pizza dog.
0: Is that really the name of the dog?
1: I think they eventually name him Lucky, but for a very long time he's just called <laughs> Pizza Dog because it's oh, okay. you just see him in the background of panels like eating pizza off the street. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, eventually they, like, adopt him and, like, f- call him Lucky. But, yeah.
0: And that's a dog that everyone's freaking out about.
1: Yes, because he's incredible. Like, he is <laughs> one of the best parts of that comic series. Um, also, the, the other best part of that comic series is that because it takes place in Brooklyn, and, and so you have all these, like, locals who, mm. who realize that, you know, Clint is Hawkeye, but they, they say it with their very pronounced, like, Brooklyn accent. So it always comes out as hawkeye and he's like, no, 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 it's, it's Hawkeye. And they're like, yeah, that's what I'm saying, Hawkeye. Hey, it's Hawkeye over here. And he's like, that's not my name. <laughs> um, so anyway, it's cute. But yeah, so that, that show, like, Kate is established in Young Avengers in the comics. But I think, mm-hmm. like, in the MCU, there is every, they could potentially be reverse engineering it.
0: Right. So it's maybe, like, that'll be her introduction. And then they do the Young Avengers, quote, unquote, like, later, after.
1: Right, they could. And uh, that, and so I just wanted to call that out because that scene in the house with Isaiah, like, the fact that they included Eli, right. like, he, he, you find out that he's also either inherited the blood or I think eventually you find out that he did something he shouldn't have to also become super soldier, but, like, yeah, he becomes, like, the Young Avengers version of Captain America.
0: Got it. And, and then that, so if that were the case, which, I mean, it seems reasonable because why wouldn't they? Um, Then the... uh, That means that the the twins from WandaVision who, Mm -hmm. it turned out, were not real in this dimension may... Like, they would have to show up at some point possibly as soon as uh, uh, Doctor Strange 2.
1: Right, so we know that their voice was coming from... uh, I think another somewhere. dimension from somewhere right. so they should have been they should no longer exist they do somewhere exist yeah I think the idea is that recovering them will maybe be a part of the next Doctor Strange movie
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then who knows maybe they'll be older you know suddenly appropriately a teenager
2: right and the Wonder Twins
1: No, no, God form
2: it. of water
0: <laughs> no it doesn't
1: no but nice try
0: Really um, useless characters. I only know the Wonder Twins from Scrubs. So I don't oh. actually, I've never seen the one. Twins. They
2: only take the form of, like, one of them can only take the form of water or ice or something like that, and the other <laughs> one takes the form of, like, a bucket, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> to carry around that water. Oh, man. Uh,
1: but they also, I think, I think I knew about them, but if only from, like, Robot Chicken
2: Oh. Like I feel oh, like they're yeah. running, they're running well, gag in robot chicken. Yeah, they were in they the Super Friends gag. when we were kids. Come on,
0: I no, um, I never saw Super we, Friends. We're both much younger than you so. guys. <laughs> so,
2: Legion of Doom. I don't want to. No? no, no.
0: I mean, like, like you're definitely Gen X, and I'm like cusp or like exennial, and Tori is either exennial or. Or millennial, I, I,
1: I am basically. Yeah, I think I'm. I would consider myself cuss, but I am technically like year one of millennial. Mm. <laughs> I'm, it's not something I'm proud
0: of. What I'm saying is that we're all we're three. We we we, we bridge a wide divide of you know experiences, and that's something you that, call uh, me old
2: is what you're what you're doing.
0: And, uh, no, I'm not uh, experienced. <laughs> is what I would say. Um, you know. Uh, respect your elders.
1: Uh, <laughs> Wait, are you saying respect Dustin?
0: Uh, I mean... It seems unlikely. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> in theory. You could imply that. Um, speaking of shows about <laughs> respecting your elders...
2: I don't know where you're going now. I don't think that's going it, to work.
0: It's a, it's a thing. It's it, a theme in the show, Invincible...
1: I, oh, honestly, I, I, I okay. thought you were just going to say, speaking of shows with superheroes.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> So I the fact have. that you
1: dug deeper, I am I am impressed. That was a good segue. I would have
0: said, speaking of the fact that this is apparently a superhero podcast now, um, <laughs> Invincible, it premiered on Amazon last Friday. It is uh, a, an animated show based on the comic book... Uh, I I'm, I apologize to the other creators because I'm only going to say co-created by Robert Kirkman because I don't rem- remember the other. Artists well, the other
2: ones were just involved. the illustrators. Not that there's well, any, first of all, right. not the illustrator is a big a big deal. I understand. Right,
0: and and they're all they're all co-creators of this thing, but uh, unfortunately, uh, because we pay attention to the writers more, uh, Robert Kirkman, uh, who wrote it. Um, it's an animated, uh, superhero show. Uh, it, the, the gist of it is, imagine if, uh, Superman's, you know, the, the, the lead character is, uh, played by Steven Yeun, who is 17, and, like, his dad is basically Superman, and then he wakes up and finally gets his powers, and he's like, oh my god, now I'm a superhero, now I want, you know, him trying to follow that, uh, amongst, uh. All sorts of chaos happening in this world, and um, it's uh, so. This is where I feel like I could get in trouble with Tori and Dustin because I mostly liked it. Um, I mostly liked it, mostly? and I know Tori <laughs> loved it. And I believe I believe the the quote is Tori said, "I never wanted it to end."
1: Yeah, I like it's a I, it's a gory. Oh, superhero yeah. cartoon with a really right. great voice cast. Like, no, I just yes. wanted to keep watching it. I don't mean, like, I just, I just, I got to through the end of the three episodes that they launched with, and I was like, why? It was one of, as much as I do appreciate a weekly rollout, mm-hmm. I was really in the mood to just keep watching. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cartoon. It's a bloody That's cartoon. Um, wait, first, can we just go through the voice cast to explain yes. why? Okay. So as you mentioned, uh, Stephen Yeun is, is... Mm-hmm. It plays, um, Invincible is the character's, his superhero name, but his name is right. Mark Grayson. Right. Uh, J.K. Simmons and Sandra O oh play his parents, mm-hmm. um, which means J.K. Simmons is Superman. Right. And then you get uh, Zazzy Beats, Walton Goggins, Jillian mm. Jacobs, Jason mm. uh Zachary Quinto, Andrew Rannells, uh, Seth Rogen pops up, Mark Hamill, mm. Clancy Brown, mm. Michael Dorn, Mae Whitman, um, Nicole Byer, Jeffrey Donovan, uh, Mahershala Ali, John Hamm, Ezra Miller. I, a lot of these characters haven't even shown up in the show yet.
0: Right. Oh, John Hamm was so good.
1: Yeah, way. he was wonderful. Um, <laughs> Chad L. Coleman, uh, Jonathan Groff, uh, Lenny James as Darkwing. Um, he was wonderful. Um, Jamon Hansu, uh, Martin Green, uh, Justin Royland, which he just shows up in everything. Um, <laughs> so anyway, it's, and that's just scratching the surface. Like the, the voice cast is insane. Right. And so every character that pops up on screen, you're like, why do they sound so familiar?
0: Yeah. Yeah. The cast is amazing. Um, uh, Jason Manzoukas, you identify immediately. Oh,
1: God, yeah. You can't miss him, and he is
2: playing the... It's,
0: it's, he's I, always, I, always playing
2: Jason Manzoukas. He is. Well,
0: he's playing... Nope, he's playing Rex-splode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he is playing Rex-splode. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, I feel like it You have to really be intentional when you're casting Mansukas because like you you have to deploy him, you have to know that you're okay with your character being a mansukas character right right like he's gonna be like screechy and and angry and <laughs> and, and really ought to be and horny <laughs> uh he's wonderful so um and so are we doing spoilers or or no are we just assuming at this point people have
0: I think we should we i mean we'll say spoiler warning, and I'll put it in the you know, yeah notes and whatnot, but- whenever we talk about a show, it's gonna be spoiled, so
1: yeah, I don't think we've ever done a spoiler free talk,
0: yeah, it's impo- it's also very difficult with this show, so yeah, uh, um,
1: so the first the episode is-, is
2: so good.
1: The spoilers. Okay. So the first episode is a little bit boring. It seems very uh derivative. It's it's mm-hmm. super like this kid is upset because he can't have powers and his dad is clearly basically Superman and there's clearly a team that's basically the Justice League and it's just very normal <laughs> superhero stuff and it's all very boring and then you know, he gets his powers and yay, it's another story about a kid who has to learn his powers and blah 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 blah. And then the final scene
2: Yes.
1: Is Omni Man, who is J.K. Simmons, uh, Invincible's father, walking into the secret hideout of the Guardians of the Globe, who are basically Basically the the
2: Avengers,
0: Justice League.
1: Basically, the Justice League. And uh, I mean, they're literally, it's like War Woman, who's obviously, you know, yeah, I mean, it's Wonder Woman. Woman. And yeah, all the characters are. Isn't well, there, a, like, man, is like, Man Martian yeah, Night, or yeah, something?
0: Nightwing is literally like, okay, so it's, you're Batman. It's just Batman. Name.
1: Yeah, I mean, all of them are the most, like, v- spot-on, like, obvious sketches of these other... Right. right. Uh, and he walks in and kills all of them.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Brutally. Brutally. And it,
0: yeah, it's, it's gruesome, like... Uh, like, like, I uh, didn't
2: know that a, that, a, that a cartoon could be that gruesome, but Jesus...
1: You just haven't I mean, seen you, enough anime. I
0: know, yeah, I know. you don't watch enough anime. But this was like hard R anime. Yeah, type like
1: blended. heads exploding and just—I yeah. mean, it was—I oh, I loved it.
0: It <laughs> was and that. it was just
1: like the whole—the floor was blood and it was yeah. Mm. Um, so that's how the—that's how the first episode ends. So everything that you've—you've—you know about this guy who seems like you're kind of very proper and—and and he's given this whole backstory about how he is an alien. But once he gets his powers, he's sent out to protect a world or whatever. So you don't so now you know that like he's lying and there's something that he's hiding. Right. Um, but he's still training his son and, and pretending to be this like model father. Um and so the show goes on where it's Invincible still like looks up to his dad and is learning how to be a hero and all this stuff and 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 nobody knows that uh and and I think this is the part I like. They have a hellboy character.
0: Right. Who is, is-
1: <laughs> Who's Clancy <laughs> Brown? <laughs> right,
0: right. He's
1: like he's like a combination of Hellboy and and John Constantine. Mm-hmm. But he's like the investigator who's trying to figure out like, you know, what happened to the Guardians of the Globe. Right. Um and he's so now he's spying on uh Invincible's family cuz he knows something fishy is going on. Um and then there's like a young group of superheroes that Invincible becomes friends with, which is where mm-hmm. Rex Blode comes into it. Right. Um, and they, and so they're 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 kind of like the Teen Titans, but they're also to me they read much more as like uh, very specific X Men characters,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, like their powers. So I don't know, I, but yeah, they're all. I mean, it's like all the other superheroes are very much informed by, you know, major kind of comic. Right. Uh, themes. It's just that there is this huge mystery in the background and you're waiting for characters to figure it out. But in the meantime, it's like, you know, uh, Mark's got a date and he's like trying to hide his identity. And like, you know,
0: right
1: fighting some dude at Mount Rushmore. And it's it's fine. So I was into it, obviously, Dan.
0: So I was most I, I, again, I, I liked the show i was uh i enjoyed it throughout the cast was great um, there were two things that I think i was um not that i didn't enjoy them but that i was like oh this is this is uh i'm curious to see how i'm curious to see how this you know shakes out over the season uh the first is that the jumping between, like, the larger story of, you know, what the hell's going on with Omni-Man, and you know, why did he kill the Guardians of the Globe, and all of that stuff. Um, Between that and, like, the real, like, the much lighter kind of, like, oh, you know, look at how weird it is to be a teen with powers. Um, That didn't, like, they felt like two different shows, in a way that I don't think it meshed yet within the the first three episodes. Right. Um, and again, I was enjoying both as like separately. Yeah. But as a, as a single, as a single piece of like, of like, you know, this, this whole show that is covering, um, um, you know, superhero and kind of, you know, satirizing superhero, you know, comic books and TV shows and movies. Um, it it felt like i i i guess i it it yeah they just felt like two different shows and i don't know yet quite how they'll turn into one show i think i kind um,
2: of liked the juxtaposition between like peter parker and the boys
1: yeah cuz mm-hmm. you you know like the whole time you see you know mark being the peter parker like the innocent like there is this hammer hanging over him that you know is going to fall. Right. And so I Um, like the dread of that, but I can see how it's...
0: I I guess to me it was that none of the the beats in in the Peter parker story were like that. Like, there's so much shock at the end of the first episode with what the fuck is going on. Like, it felt like now anything had happened in this world once once Omni-Man kills the Guardians of the Globe. Um, In a good way. Um, But the uh the high school story of it has not like all of those beats have felt um uh, predictable is the wrong word, but maybe like expected like yeah. like when he has a fight like you said like you know he has a fight, uh he has to go fight on the uh Mount rushmore and uh and hide it from his date, and it's like that that makes sense, and it's a totally classic setup of you know. Hi for a budding superhero, um, but it wasn't more than that. In a way that I was, uh, I, I I think maybe the the mystery of it all and the that side of it has made me uh, hope for more depth on the on the Spider Man Peter Parker side. Um, I think, that's and it'll get there. I I, I I think you can definitely get there. It's just so far within the first three episodes, it has
1: I also think there may be and I. It's been a very, very long time since I read um, the first. I, I haven't read the whole series, but I, I had mm-hmm. read a good chunk of of the early um, early issues, and I believe part of that might just be because I, I think the reveal about Omni Man killing. I think that doesn't. I mean, that like doesn't happen immediately,
2: mm-hmm. and For I might be wrong about tissue.
1: this. Yeah, I think it happens a, l- a little bit. So you you've so. Like, that is such a huge turning point to pull up, and I think it makes right. sense to pull it up for the show because that becomes your hook. Right. But it does mean that, like, if you're still adapting that comic book, you then, like, there is a tonal difference because you're still trying right. to create this, what is the normal world for this character.
0: Right, so... In, but we the, know
1: that's not normal.
0: <laughs> right. So in the, in the comic book, it would have been, like, a year almost, if it's that late.
1: Or, yeah, I mean, or certainly... Like he would have had his powers been, you know, futzing around, and 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 it came later. Like you right, know, right. our knowledge as a reader or a viewer of that event comes after everything has been established. So I, right. I would agree. I think there's, you know.
0: And I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong. I mean, I think that they were right to pull it up. Uh, I agree. Because that's that's a huge like. Oh my! Like that. Like you yeah, said, I, up I until that point, have... it felt. Right. Very normal. Like, it felt like, oh, okay, superheroes, I guess. Yeah, I was, like,
1: bored until that happened. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah. this show is doing something else.
0: I watched right. that
2: first episode uh, about three weeks ago at a screener, and I didn't even finish it because I got bored. And then I <laughs> heard how great it was, and I went back and watched it, and and, uh, and then I understood.
0: Well, yeah. here's here's my question, and, and Dustin, you alluded to it earlier, which is... Um, This is Amazon, which is also the uh, streamer that has The Boys. And The Boys ends on a very similar, uh, oh my god, note. Where it's like, oh my god, Superman is actually a bad guy. I mean, you know, on some level. Um, And, uh, I I don't know. There's something, watching this, I was like, this feels like it's treading similar territory. And, I mean, you know, again, the comic is from what 2003 when it started. Yeah. So and it, it ran so for a very long pre- time. Right, right. So the comic creates all of this. Right. Um but it was it was interesting to see that and to be and in my head even though I know intellectually I didn't read the comic but I know that the comic came first but I'm like this feels at times like it's treading the ground that the boys is on which is even weirder cuz it's the same network. Um and I mean, you know. That being said, I'm still enjoying it. So, or I or is it Amazon
1: kind of staking its claim as like, if you want to see, anti- oh yeah, if you want to see superheroes gone wrong, like this is where right. you come because this is like right. we have the blood, we have the gore, and we have the sort of you know dark side of all of these, not to be infused right. with wasn't dark side, dark seed, dark side, <laughs> DC. I don't know. I didn't want. I have, still have not seen. Uh, Zack I Sanders. haven't seen it either. Anyway, um, yeah, so it felt like, I agree, like there is very obvious connective tissue to, um, or or parallels with the boys. um, Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's interesting that they're both Amazon. Like, is this Amazon kind of trying to carve out its own very specific superhero entertainment niche. <laughs> and if so, what other series are they going to adapt? <laughs> I, can right. look at my, I can look at my bookshelf and be like, okay, well these are the ones I can't see anyone else doing.
0: Right. I mean, it kind of makes me think like, oh man, what if they had gotten the rights to uh, Preacher instead of AMC? Um,
1: <gasps> well, but, so, but that's the thing. This... Is uh, this is produced it, by Rogan right. and Goldberg, right. so right. it's, yeah. it's right. still the preacher team,
0: right? Um, but
2: Rogan and Goldberg also did the boys. Yeah. They
1: do the boys, yeah.
2: So oh, yeah, gonna, and, totally. Yeah. and they're doing their a live action Invincible movie at some point.
1: Oh, that's gonna be great! Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. And
2: I don't okay, even know how man. they're doing that. But, yeah, that's also in the works. Oh,
1: man. But I have to say, it is, like, as an... Like, the animation on it is so true to the, the style of the comics.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, I really like it. Oh, whatever. I've already said that. Uh, that's fine.
0: Yeah. Oh, there I'm was one other too. thing that I was curious about. And uh, I don't I don't want to be spoiled. I just want to... Uh, state my opinion and then be wrong because I'm sure I am wrong about it. But the other thing that happened within the first three episodes where I was like, okay, I, I understand, was um, there in episode three there are uh, the uh, I forget the twins, but the 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 brawny guy and his clone they break out of the prison and they're like, oh my god, someone's helping us, and it turns out it's robot who right. was. Uh, who was the leader of the teen group, and now is being has been tasked within episode three to like to build the new Guardians of the globe, right? And no one knows that he helped this evil, uh, you know, uh, supervillain escape from prison. So it's like, oh my God, the, what's we going on with Robot? Like, is he also evil? And um, and then that was where the episode ends as a cliffhanger, and I was like, okay. I, I uh, this is a this is now where Dustin turns on me because it's like this is a a Robert Kirkman thing where like everyone (laughs) there's there's always another another layer of evil from like you know you thought they were good and now they're bad and I don't know
1: Um, yeah well because they're bad now Dan right
0: Come (laughs) come on but like but it's like it 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 all feels a little bit to me like. The And, again, it's very well done, and I'm enjoying it, and I like it overall. I want to state that clearly for the record <laughs> before I say this. It, it Every time something like that happens in a show, and it's not exclusive to this show, but just in general, it reminds me of the South Park where they were trying to buy Nintendo Wii's, and every every, like, five minutes... Someone would be like, no, boys, here's what's really going on. And they would be like, we don't care. We just, we wanna just want to buy our Wii. video game system. <laughs> and then they would explain like, how the plot is even more convoluted than you thought. And then they're like, no, I, d- I don't care. I don't know what you guys are doing. Go away. Leave us alone. And um, anyway, part of it is just that, that joke is burned into my brain. So uh, <laughs> it's, not, it's not anybody's fault. That's uh, that's a personal failing that I am trying to work through. So what you're saying is, any
1: time you watch a show and there is a reveal, you sit there and go, "No, now this is what's really going on." And get I annoyed. literally
0: hear the, uh, <laughs> the 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 a character from South Park saying, "Here's what's really going yeah. on," and and then Stan slapping his face, saying, "No, we don't care. Stop telling us." Just one Nintendo way. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, okay, so now we know. So every time there is a plot twist, I will know that you're annoyed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not that I'm annoyed. It's, it's just like like the difference is like I, I don't know. Like there's a there's a fine line between being um, there's a fine line between a plot twist being shocking and shocking but inev- inevitable. And I think I think. What I would like what what I hope for are the ones that are I don't know if I'm phrasing this correctly. I may have them backwards um, I don't like shock for for shock sake, sure like the the robot setup there were no breadcrumbs,
1: yes, there was. It, was there the scene where he's he's talking to Monster Girl and talking about how like what it how he also knows what it's like to be seen and have no one really recognize what's going on inside?
0: But and that didn't that that suggests to me that he was human. That didn't suggest to me that he was right. But a in bad the
1: Kirkman guy. mold, humans are the bad guys. Hmm. So, ergo,
2: Although that
0: was robot- I don't know a I novel don't know.
2: concept at the time. People that. I'm, <laughs> It's been 10 years of that on The Walking Dead, so it's old, but at the right. time, that was a very novel
0: thing. There weren't right. zombie but this is, movies this is 2021, Dustin. Sure. We have moved on.
1: I'm sorry. Zombie movies have been around for a very long time, and yes, but
0: humans are always the, ba- always
1: the bad guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look but
1: at Night, like literally, Night of the Living Dead. The whole message of that is the humans okay. are worse. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh again, I, I enjoy the show. I'm gonna keep watching it. I think it is very good. And I I, I see what you're saying, Tori. I I did not take away that that was a setup for the ending of the episode. I took away from that that somehow he is human.
1: I agree. That's what I took away. But then when it was like... But to me, that's the like, oh, shit, that's what he meant. Like, he's got something. He's not just... Yeah, whatever.
0: Right. And Um, that's fair. And and again, there's more to come, and I'm sure that we will learn... More about it. So,
1: I want to. Can we? Can we just check in with Dustin? Because, like, how how you doing, Bud? Like, you're enjoying a, a an animated series. Like, oh yeah,
0: there's a, a big step for you.
1: Are you okay?
0: I. Do
2: you need. I, you know, I think my uh, fondness for Robert Kirkman is overriding my sort of dislike. Are you?
0: Are you ready for uh, Attack on Titan? That's
2: the question. I'm not no, I don't know what that is.
1: <laughs> oh my god, if we could get dusted into Attack on Titan, I right? would oh my god. Oh, because you could watch it with the boy. Can we can we do Attack on Titan? <laughs> <laughs> can we do it can we no. do we could talk I about it? I
0: don't I don't know if that's appropriate. I mean, it's real violent.
1: <laughs> oh, well, no, but that's it's not no no, I'm. Is okay it? With it. I guess it is. Well, it's just because a lot of the characters don't have any skin,
0: no
1: way. <laughs> <laughs> like the Titans.
0: Often, and then the ones who do have skin, sometimes they lose their. Skin. Yeah.
1: So I can see. Okay, so Dan, fair enough. But it doesn't. It's weird that it doesn't. I know it is violent, but it doesn't strike me that way because it's a. It's such an emotional series. Like right. it's all about right. like humanity's last stand, and that stand yeah. getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I would love to get Dustin into Attack on Titan. <laughs> okay, now I have right. something. To That's work good on. to know.
0: It's good to know that we're not there yet.
1: But so what? You're so we we found one line that is uh, your love of Kirkman trumps your mm-hmm. hate of animation.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, and I don't even understand my love of Kirkman. But there you go.
1: I don't understand your hatred of
2: animation. So it's not it's not a hatred. I just it's hard for me to get into. I like Bob's Burgers. Well, everybody likes Bobby. Pop- yeah, that's... <laughs> I, that's about it. And, and I liked Archer for a little bit. Yeah. got and, uh, pretty quick. Okay.
1: And you, you sometimes would enjoy Rick and Morty sometimes-ish?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the first few seasons, then it got really old.
1: Yeah. But, we like, I can't... But, like, but those are all adult-ish shows. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, like, I know Bob's Burgers is kind of like a family show. But, like, you, like, I know I can't get you to... to step back to DuckTales because that's too kiddy.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But can, yeah, I think that's the question. Can we push you forward into anime? <laughs> into mm. more more graphic content or is the line really like it has to be a Robert Kirkman property? I
0: feel like Dustin's going to have to watch like, uh, like uh, Cowboy Bebop before the Netflix series comes out, whenever that is.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: Like, just for, just to understand what, where everybody's coming from.
1: God, and what was the other series from that creator?
0: Well, there are, there are two. There are two. Uh, there's, there's Samurai, Cha- I mean there are others, but yes. the two that, that that I remember Samurai Champloo. Yeah, that was, one. I
1: loved which, that one. Which was,
0: uh, a Samurai Chanbara type movie with, uh, martial art, uh, with, a uh, hip-hop. Right. Uh, and then, but my favorite from, uh, from, uh, from that director is uh, there's a show that he did called Kids on the Slope. It was a one season, I mean, they're all one season, but it was, I think it was only 13 episodes, unlike the others are 26. Um, But it was 13 episodes, um, and it's set, it's like a period piece, it's animated, but it's a period piece in Japan about like high school kids forming a jazz band. (laughs) <laughs> and that's it. Like, there's, that's no, a, yeah. there's no... There's fighting, no fighting. There's no... <laughs> there's no fight. I mean, there's, like, teenage drama. But there's no, like, fighting. There's no, like, you know, hyper real stuff or, like, action per se. Mm. But mm. it's just a... It's it's fundamentally about, like... It's like a coming-of-age story right. about these three high school kids. And they're, they're... It's two guys and a girl, so there's, like, a love triangle. Um, but kind of centered around this jazz band. And uh, it's... I don't know. I love it because it's it's a it's a really to me it's like this beautiful story that he tells and uh, the ending is amazing. I'm and, gonna check uh, that out. You should. I believe it's still on Hulu. Uh, okay. It was on Hulu before, but it's it's Kids on the Slope. It's a very like chill hang for the most of it because a lot of it is like kid moves to small town, meets his friends, you know, joins the jazz band basically. Yeah. And the, and then the rest of it is like you know. Teenage romantic drama and, like, first love stuff and um, friendships and all that nonsense.
1: But, like, that's so that's where, now this is where I'm curious. Like, you know, if it is a more straightforward drama that just happens to be animated. Right. Would that appeal to Dustin? Or does he like the more heightened elements? Like, you know, does it need action or gore? Like, you know. Right. I don't know. So, if we did a sort of month-long primer on animation, Dustin,
2: God, you're just oh. torture, just fucking torture.
1: <laughs> if I promised not to include Ducktales, would you be? I, or so it would have no? to
0: have.
2: I mean, all right, whatever.
0: All right, it I'll, would have to have like a week of Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Clone High, you would love Clone High. I'll do Clone High. That
2: sounds great. So Clone High
0: can be a week.
1: I would Uh, need... We have to throw in some Attack on Titan.
0: Attack on on Titan. All right. Um, Maybe we'll do Animation Month this summer. We'll see. Yeah,
1: we could do... Yeah.
2: All right. Producer Seth uh, has uh, something he wants to contribute here.
1: I'd just like to note that having now walked back into the room after having been out for some time... (laughs) This feels like this is a rather long podcast, despite the fact that
2: you're not even doing a game. So, (laughs) fucking wrap it up.
1: (laughs) You know, Uh, producer Seth.
0: Look, we don't we don't take orders from producer Seth, but um, (laughs) that being said, it does feel like a yeah. uh, yeah, It it it
2: feels like a good stopping point.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: Now that we've been
1: chastised.
2: God, we get it. Uh, Made plans for a fucking animation month. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, it's gonna be so good. Um, it's gonna be great. Uh, we'll be back next week with more stuff. Uh, probably talking about Mighty Ducks. Because yes, we maybe because we haven't talked about it yet. Come on, and, uh, come on, we gotta talk about it. I mean, Mighty I, Ducks. I would like to, but we only had one episode. So come on, all right, Let's, fine, it'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> have a good night. Good night, everybody. Good night.